Welcome to Our Shoreline, Your Horizon, a podcast by Dan Casey, featuring business and economic development news from St. Clair County, Michigan. Stretch your horizons in the beautiful shoreline communities of St. Clair County, home to one of the nation's busiest international border crossings. Learn more at edascc.com. Hello, I'm Dan Casey with the Economic Development Alliance of St. Clair County, Michigan. And thank you for tuning in to the EDA's Our Shoreline, Your Horizon podcast. Today, I'd like to welcome Dave McElroy, who is the General Manager of Blue Water Area Transit. So welcome, Dave, and thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Dan. I really appreciate you having me here today. So many exciting things have been happening at the Blue Water Area Transit over the last few years. Dave, I imagine that you have been incredibly busy since taking over as a General Manager in 2021. So first, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about Blue Water Area Transit, what you do, and what your service area is. Sure. Sure. We operate the public transit agency in basically St. Clair County. We operate 11 fixed routes that uh, basically run in loops around the city of Port Huron and Fort Gratiot. We have two fixed routes that run down to Macomb Township, where you can connect to the smart bus system and actually travel throughout Metro Detroit. And we operate service in the city of Marysville, Port Huron Township, and Birchville. We also operate buses for CMH. We do sometimes up to 26 routes a day for them. And we also do the Head Start program for Blue Water Community Action Agency. So on a good day when everything's running, we have about 54 vehicles out out in service. And we have, uh, right now, we have about 117 employees. So we're a, a pretty big operation for the county. And one of the neat things is the majority of our fleet, besides our two electric buses, run on natural gas. So we got into natural gas very early, so we have a very clean fleet. Yeah, that sounds great. Also, for the audience, I just want to reiterate how important public transportation is in economic development. Our employers, our doctors, the retailers in our communities, they all count on people having access to public transportation. Right now, with such a tight labor force, um, we want to try to get as many people back into the to work as we can, and many of them need public transportation. And so that's where you come in, and I appreciate all that you and your 117 employees do to to support that. Yeah, I think that's that's a great point. And and we really do, you know, the majority of the people that ride our our, our buses, that ride our routes, we are their only option. We're the, the only option for transportation that they have. So if they need to get to school, if they need to get to work, if they need to go to dialysis or doctor's appointments or the grocery store, we're, we are it. And I think that uh, expanding that and realizing that a lot, a big portion of the population does not have access to transportation is something that we cannot forget about. And we are contacted probably once a month by either a, a company or a school looking for ways where we can expand transportation into areas throughout our county that don't have it right now, or maybe they don't have good access with sidewalks for busing. To, uh, for their employees to walk from bus stops. So I do know how important it is. You have a lot of employees. You have a big operation and a lot of buses. So just kind of give me a, a taste of what your day-to-day operations are like and what it's like trying to manage a, a team of that size and a fleet of that size. Yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging right now. We do have 80 buses. We have our own in-house mechanics. And all of our vehicles are funded by FTA and the state of Michigan and they have very strict guidelines on how they have to be maintained. So a portion of our fleet is always being maintained. They're always having preventative maintenance done to it. 
So sometimes it is difficult to find 54 buses in the morning every day. In addition, right now we're having a difficult time finding drivers uh, like everybody else. It's, it's a really super tight labor market. And because of some of the split shifts that we operate for some of the program we do for, for CMH, it's a challenge every day to ensure that we can get enough employees out on the road. Um, but we have a fantastic team. The staff there is wonderful. We have some staff uh, members that have been there for 37 years plus who really know the business. I've just been the general manager for a year, but I've been there since 2008. And uh, we have a fantastic team and a great board. So very supportive board. So uh, it is a challenge every morning, but uh, the, the team is fantastic and does a great job. Yeah. And it, like I said, it's an important service. So last summer, Blue Water Area Transit was one of the first transit authorities in Michigan. It might have been the first in Michigan to add electric buses to your fleet. So I'd like you to talk to me a little bit about that decision to move in that direction and whether it's generating the results that you hope to generate. We have been pretty green since 1996 when we started uh, to get into CNG. And we realized that being having a CNG fleet made our grant applications very competitive when we tried to replace vehicles. So we thought it would be a good move in 2018 to apply for two electric buses to replace two of our CNG buses to, to get into the technology as early as we could. So as we move forward and the industry was really pushing and the FTA was really pushing for electrification, um, we thought that that would strategically, we'd have our foot in the door. They'd know that we could manage the programs. They'd know that we understood the technology. So as we flipped over the fleet, that we would be really competitive in the grant program. Um, it has been a challenge. We did receive the state's first two 100% electric buses last July, um, COVID and the pandemic that it did, did affect the production schedule. Um, we have a, a, a depot charger at our facility on Lapeer Avenue, and then we also installed an overhead in-route charger at our downtown transfer center in Port Huron. And uh, it has been a, a pretty steep learning curve. The, uh, the equipment has, for, the, for the depot charger has been intermittent, and our, our vendor's been working on that. And we were so short on drivers, it took a little bit longer to get everybody trained to get the vehicles out on the road. But they're in service right now. The range for them has been really outstanding. It's been better than we anticipated. It's good that Port Huron is long and narrow and doesn't have a lot of hills. Um, but we think that that's going to put us in a pretty good place to be strategically moving forward as we look for grants. So, uh, but it sounds like you're pretty committed to that path because you have all the CNG buses today. Now you have the EVs. And I imagine over time they'll probably just get better. I think so. Yeah, I think they get better every year. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Recently, you secured about $8.8 million in federal funding, uh, along with other state and local grants. So how are these funds going to be used? We were very lucky uh, with our partnership through SEMCOG to get a CMAC grant, and CMAC is Congestion and Mitigation of Air Quality, um, to replace 35 buses that we have in the fleet. We'll be, we'll, we will be replacing them in, in 2024 and in 2026. Um, these are all CNG buses. So in total with the state funds that they use to match the federal funds, it'll be about $11 million in buses. We had to go with CNG buses because the, the majority of these buses are the smaller van cutaway buses. And right now the uh, industry doesn't have the range that we need because our most a lot of our vehicles travel throughout the entire county. So uh, that's where 
you know, that funding is going to be used. So the, the nice thing is, is the commission really is pretty much set for, for vehicle funding through 2035. Our long-range plan looks really good right now as far as bus capital. So that's 35 buses out of a total of 80 that you right. have in the fleet. So it's nearly 50%. Right. Yes. So and that's a pretty significant purchase. It is. Or, well, if you want to call it that. Yeah, it is. And it will be a big procurement for us. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. What are some of the other advantages of that? Is it obviously you have ongoing maintenance. So uh, when you turn over your uh, buses in your fleet, then you're probably reducing some of the, the maintenance time. Yeah, maintenance cost. cost does drop dramatically as these vehicles, they are custom made vehicles. Um, they, they do reach the end of their useful life. The expense to maintain them does go up dramatically. So we have just recently replaced 12 uh, 35-foot buses that we've had in the fleet since 2008. We're already seeing our maintenance cost drop. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a big deal. And we're going to stay with CNG with these vehicles. The other nice thing about CNG for us is we have a huge CNG fueling station, so we make our own fuel. So when, when uh, diesel prices go up, it, it doesn't affect us. Oh, that's great. Okay. So you talked earlier about, uh, you know, some of your employees have been around for 30, 35 years. Um, that's, that's pretty interesting to me. So you must have a great culture over there and people want to work and enjoy working and doing what they do at Blue Water Air I Transit. think so. We have some really dedicated employees. Um, I think our drivers and our dispatchers are dedicated to their craft, their professionals. They realize the responsibility that they have. It's, it's difficult when you're transporting a, a bus full of people and you're responsible for all of them, as well as for the vehicle itself, because right. they are not inexpensive vehicles. No, not at all. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the riders. So what kind of ridership do you have? Uh, typically, for the month, previous month, we had about 55,000 trips that, that were performed on the system. That is down from COVID. And a trip is basically any time you get on a bus. So every time you enter a bus, you're counted as a trip. Okay. So you might take two trips in a day. You might take four trips in a day if you take two round trips. Okay. So it's difficult to count the number of passengers we have, but it's easy to count the number of trips. Typically, the surveys that we've done in the past, the majority of our people are going to either receive a good or a service, so they are traveling for business. Uh, we do do quite a bit of, of uh, school. Transportation, not school for the public schools. We're, we're, we are prohibited from doing that, but kids... Uh, riding to SC4 or kids that are, are taking transportation to the schools outside of the bus system, the school bus system. Um, we do a lot of transportation to dialysis, a lot of doctor's appointments. The majority of our people truly need our system. It's essential. It's essential. Yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. it was proven during the pandemic to get people around. Yeah. We never shut down. We were open the entire time. Yeah. And that must have been very difficult. It was very difficult. It was very stressful for, right. for the employees with all of the different uh, policies and procedures that had to come into place, but everybody really dug in deep and did a great job. Yeah. So let's look ahead a little bit. Um, what are some of your challenges in the horizon and uh, what are some of the things you're looking forward to? I think some of the challenges will be, is the industry really going to go in full, full bore on uh, electric or, or there's talk right now about hydrogen engines? So there's, a, there's somewhat of a push back against electric and more towards hydrogen. We're not sure which position we're going to take on that. That will be a challenge. The state funding that we receive to operate the system is always a challenge. There's always uh, groups of people that want to lower the funding or change how the funding is distributed throughout the transit agencies in the state of Michigan. The opportunities that I see for our system are, are great. 
it's unfortunate in March we were going to go live with a, a new dispatch software program that would notify people of when the bus is 10, 10 minutes away, that you could schedule your own rides for our scheduled trips that we have for certain service areas. Um, you're going to be able to see where your vehicle was in real time. It was, it was going to be great, but the, the software provider that we uh, awarded the contract to was bought by a large corporation, and they have ended the support for that program. So we have to go back out for, uh, for dispatch software. So the opportunity with that is going to be really fascinating, and we're going to be able to tie out mobile uh, ticketing with that as well, so you'll be able to pay just with your smartphone and buy a pass on your phone, and it's going to be some exciting stuff. It's all about convenience. It is. Right? It is. And I think that that's really going to help us get some, some younger people on the, on the buses. I don't know about you, but when I was young, that was, that was what our parents did. They kicked us out of the house and told us to take the bus downtown, go to Sperry's or Diana's. So I think that's going to be exciting. And we hope to do that. We're, we're really pushing to do that in the next 12 months. Yeah. So that's some exciting, I think, things that are coming forward for Blue Water Area Transit and um, Again, we appreciate everything that uh, you and your team do to support the area and to support economic development here. I, I don't know what we'd do if we didn't have public transportation in this county. Well, I appreciate that. And, and I think the other great thing is that if, if we weren't here, the federal dollars and the state dollars that we all pay at the pump, the taxes, they would go to a different area. Right. They come back here, we reinvest them in capital and in operating and keep people employed. And, so our, our, our community, by having public transit, does bring a lot of money back to the county. Yeah, that's great. So, Dave, thank you for joining me on today's podcast. Thanks, Dan. I really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Blue Water Area Transit has been a staple in our community in providing public transit to St. Clair County residents and visitors for many years. I'm Dan Casey with the EDA of St. Clair County, and we hope you'll join us again for the next podcast on Our Shoreline, Your Horizon. Thanks for listening. To hear more, visit the podcast page at WGRT.com or find Our Shoreline, Your Horizon on your favorite podcast app.